Let's open our Bible to the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 2. Gospel of Matthew, chapter 2. And let's read verses 1 to 12. Gospel of Matthew, chapter 2, verses 1 to 12. Now after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, behold, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east and have come to worship him. When Herod the king heard this, he was troubled, and all Jerusalem with him. And when he had gathered all the chief priests and the scribes of the people together, he inquired of them where the Christ was to be born. So they said to him, In Bethlehem of Judea, For thus it is written by the prophet, For you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are not the least among the rulers of Judah. For out of you shall come a ruler who will be shepherd, my people Israel. Then Herod, when he had secretly called the wise men, determined from them what time the star appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search carefully for the young child, and when you have found him, bring back word to me, that I may come and worship him also. When they heard the king, they departed, and behold, the star which they had seen in the east went before them, till it came and stood over where the young child was. When they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceeding great joy. And when they had come into the house, they saw the young child with Mary his mother, and fell down and worshipped him. And when they had opened their treasures, they presented gifts to him, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Then, being divinely warned in a dream that they should not return to Herod, they departed for their own country another way. Shall we pray? Gracious Father, we thank you, Lord Father, for the reading of these words. And Father God, even as we continue to meditate on these words, we pray, Lord, that you will teach us divine truths, truths that we can apply in our life, Lord Father. Father God, we just want to thank you for all the talents that you have put in us. And we pray, Lord, that you will continue to build us up as individuals, as selves, as a church, so that we will continue to glorify you more and more day after day. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Now, we are still four days short of the day the world officially recognizes as the day Jesus Christ was born, 2012 years back. So why then did we read a passage of scripture that depicts a scene that took place after the birth of Christ? Simply because the story of the wise men in the passage started weeks earlier. It started sometime earlier to the birth of Christ. And in that intervening time, before they came face to face with Jesus Christ, a newborn babe, there was something, there were lessons that we could derive from that period. A few spiritual lessons were generated that we can today apply in our lives. Therefore, the title of my message very simply is this, and it's a very brief exhortation. Lessons from the wise men. Lessons from the wise men. Lesson one. The wise men were students of the Bible. The wise men were students of the Bible. The Bible tells us that the wise men were from the East. They were not Jews. 
Yet, they knew that a king was to be born to the Jews. And they wanted to see that king. They had probably read Numbers, chapter 24, verse 17. Where it is written, a star shall come out of Jacob. Or maybe they had read Isaiah 60, verse 3, where it is written, Kings shall come to the brightness of your rising. So they knew that there was a king who was to be born. And their only source of that information was the scriptures available at that time. And therefore it is clear that they were students of the Bible. These wise men studied the word of God and used it as a road map to find the savior of the world. What about you and me? I said we need to apply every point in our own lives. While something happened 2,000 years back, we'll turn it around and say, what about you and me today? Are we students of the word of God? Or are we students of the words of men? Is the word of God our daily GPS system? Or is the word of God tucked away in some dusty corner, in some dusty shelf, in some dusty room in our house? The question we need to ask ourselves. Lesson two. The wise men had spiritual longing. The wise men had spiritual longing. The wise men had probably read the book of Daniel. Because we know that that was available at that point of time. Now Daniel was written by the chief wise man of the wise men of that time. Remember, Daniel was made the head of the wise men by King Nebuchadnezzar. So everybody knew that Daniel was the chief wise man. And as these wise men came from the east, it is obvious that they would have wanted to read something written by another wise man. In the book of Daniel, Jesus Christ is described in many ways. In chapter 2, verse 45, Jesus is described as the rock cut out of the mountain, but not with human hands. In chapter 3, verse 25, he is the fourth man in the fiery furnace. In chapter 8, verse 11, he is the prince of the host. In chapter 8, verse 25, he is the prince of princes. And in 9.25, he is the promised Messiah. Now tell me, which wise man wouldn't have a deep desire, a deep longing, to meet with this rock, with this prince, with this messiah, with this man who stood in the fiery furnace. Today, if you are a wise man or a wise woman, you too must have that spiritual longing to meet with this baby who is called the Christ. Do you truly have that longing? Are you truly a wise man or a wise woman? Or like many others in the world, are you just a space-occupying vision? Lesson three. The wise men persevered. The wise men persevered. The Bible tells us that the wise men saw the star in the east and they were intrigued by its light and what it was directing them to do. They did not sit back and follow the course of the star on CNN and BBC. They personally followed it. They decided to check it out for themselves. They went where it went. It would take them many nights, but they kept at it. They persevered. 
the light from that star first took them to Jerusalem and then it took them to Bethlehem. Their perseverance and their patience paid off. The light from the star led them to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Today, are you focused on the light of the Lord or are you distracted by every little twinkle that twinkles somewhere around you? Are you prepared to be led by the Lord of the light? Or do you have your own personal plans and directions that you want to take? The wise men persevered in following that light. You and I need to persevere in following that one true light. Lesson four. The wise men discerned fact from fiction. Herod was a troubled man when he heard of the birth of the king of the Jews. But like every other politician, he knew how to hide his emotions. He was a seasoned liar. For he told the wise men, go and search and caref search carefully for this young child and tell me where he is so that I too may worship him. How often are we fooled by the honey-ported words of cunning men? How often do we assume that the carefully chosen words of crafty men are the words of God? The Bible tells us that the wise men discerned the true intentions of Herod. And thus they obeyed, they, they, they obeyed the command of God when he said, don't go back in that direction, go in this direction. They were not enamored by the words of an earthly king. Lesson 5. The wise men worshipped the living Lord. In verse 11 of Matthew 2, the Bible tells us that the wise men fell down and worshipped the Lord Jesus Christ. The wise men had found the answer to their search. The wise men knew that it was not Mary or Joseph or anything else in that house that they had been searching for. But it was that baby in that manger. Are you still searching for Jesus? Or maybe you have found him years back. But now your objects of worship have changed. Maybe it's your job. Maybe it's your money. Maybe it's your growing bank account. Maybe it is the house that you are building room after room. Which you may live in or may not. It may be your possessions, or have you started worshipping your assumed beauty, or have you started worshipping your earthly abilities? Just like the biblical wise men, when you and I see, see Jesus, we need to fall down and worship Him. Nothing or no one else ever deserves our worship like the Lord Jesus Christ. The wise men knew it, the wise men applied it. Do you and I apply it today? Lesson 6. The wise men gave the best they had. The wise men give, gave gifts of gold, frankincense and myrrh. That was the most valuable gifts of the time. Even today we know that gold is very valuable. The wise men knew that the value of that little baby was much, much more than the combined value of the gifts that they were giving. And being students of the Bible, the wise men also knew, or probably knew, that the value of the birth of Jesus Christ 
was not just in his birth, but in the supreme sacrifice that he would make 33 years later. As believers, we know that our victory from sin and death and our release from the clutches of sin and Satan took place on that cross of Calvary. But remember, there is no cross without the cradle. And that is why we need to still remember and appreciate the birth of Christ. Today, as cell after cell sang here, I was simply reminded of the abundance of talent that God has put in our midst. Every man, woman and child who stood here and sang so beautifully in whatever language used the talent that God had put into them with the best of their abilities. I believe every one of you gave the best that you had. But as I looked around, I still saw that there were many who were not part of one cell or the other. You were sitting in different places. You have chosen to hide your talents. You have chosen to be an isolationist. But I want you to consider this. One day, when you stand in front of the Lord Jesus Christ, will He be able to say to you, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Enter into the rest of the Lord. It's time that every one of us became part of a small fellowship which we call the cell. There is joy in it. There is fellowship in it. There is happiness in it. There is encouragement in it. And it is a time when your talents that God has put into you can be brought forward. And you never know how God is going to use you after that. There is always a starting point. God may take you to much higher places from a little cell to something great. But you need to make the start. And therefore, think about it, brothers and sisters. Finally, lesson seven. The wise men experienced a changed life. Their ways of living before their encounter with the Lord Jesus Christ was different from what happened after that. The Bible tells us in Matthew chapter 2 verse 12 that their life took on an entirely different direction. They came one way, they went a different way. Life before Jesus and life after Jesus is never the comparable. It's never the same. You might have had a life of depression. It's now a life of jubilation. You might have had a life of hopelessness. It's now a life filled with hope. It might have been a life trapped in sin. Today, it is a life freed from sin. Life before Christ and life after Christ, there is no comparison. Paul describes your new state as a new creation. He calls you a new creation. Are you wise enough to experience this changed life? 2,000 years back, the wise men traveled across field and fountain, moor and mountain. That's what the song says. And they were rewarded by a unique, life-changing experience. It's the same with you and me today. Are you searching for that same life-changing experience? Or are we happy with the aches and pains that we have? 
the physical aches and pains, the financial aches and pains, the social aches and pains, the occupational aches and pains. Or do you want something entirely different, something entirely unique? The wise men searched for it, they found something unique. Their lives changed. The Bible doesn't record what they went on to do after that. But what we know is they came one way, they went a different way. Today, are you going to come the same way and go the same way? Or is your life going to be a different life that once you know who Christ is, what he did for you, and why he did that for you? Think about it. What do we need to do? As I mentioned earlier, seven points, seven lessons. Study the word. It is your roadmap for daily living. Desire to know the rock that no man can break. Persevere and be led by the light. Ask God to help you discern facts from fiction. Focus and worship the living God. Give the best that you have. Rejoice in the experience of a changed life. Brothers and sisters, shall we just close our eyes for a minute? Thank the Lord for this time. Thank the Lord for today. That he has given each one of us an opportunity to come out here and sing praises to him. Sing, sing a song that just glorifies him. And as you sang, you let yourself loose. You just said, I'm singing to the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords. Just thank the Lord for that. Thank the Lord that many years back he came down. So that you and I today could have life. Life of victory, life of success, life of joy. And a future that we can look forward to. None of us, none of us should go into that hellfire, which is not meant for us, but is reserved for the devil. Do you know where you're going? Is there anyone here who would like to know this unique Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. I want each one of us to introspect. We have just about a minute. We are past time. <coughs> just want us to introspect on our own lives. Do we still want to continue with that mundane life? Or are we interested in a changed life? Do we want to have a life where Jesus makes the difference? Every year we celebrate Christmas. But Christmas must have a meaning. And the meaning is what Christ did for us. Continue to think. Continue to meditate on the word of God. In Jesus' name we pray. Our most loving, gracious Father, we thank you and praise you. Yes, Lord, we thank you for spoken to us through your word. The meaningful of Christmas, O oh Father, and also, Lord, continue to help us to meditate your word, even when we leave this place, O oh Father. Speak to us continually. Let this word remain in our hearts, and the Lord help us to obey you, everything what you have taught us in this day, O oh Father. As we are going to depart from this place, O oh Lord, you take us to our respective homes safely. Lord, we pray once again, so thank you for each and every self, Lord, what they sang unto you. Thank you for your messenger of this day. Thank you for each and every one, O oh Father, those who are participating in this day, O oh Father, to make this day as a success. 
and to glorify your name. In Jesus' most exalted name, we offer this prayer. Amen. Shall we all stand? Share the grace together. Let us share the grace. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, the fellowship of the Holy Spirit, be with us now and forevermore. Amen. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our life. And we shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Amen. Go in the peace of God.